Hello and welcome to Learn to Pray podcast. It's the podcast where we talk about how to pray, what to pray, when to pray, where to pray, and why we pray. Our host, Pastor Teacher Arthur Taryn V. Gaddis, has dedicated his life to helping individuals understand the great importance of prayer and how we are commanded to pray. And if we are to live our lives according to his will, his way and his word, that is God's will, God's way and God's word, then we must fall down on our knees and make prayer a priority in our lives. In this week's episode, Pastor Gaddis is going to talk with us about the importance of getting into the presence of God and learning how to hallow his name or to worship him with the reverence and the respect he so deserves. As you lean in and listen closely, listen with an open heart and an open mind. Ask God before you listen to till the soil, to cultivate the ground for the planting of the seed of God's word so that we can be the disciples that God created and wants us all to be. Now, here's our host, pastor, teacher, author, Taryn Gaddis. Well, thank you for joining me for Learn to Pray. I'm your host, pastor, teacher, author, Pastor Taryn V. Gaddis. According to Matthew chapter 6, and we're learning to pray. I hope by now that you discovered that prayer was priority for the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, and so must be priority for you and I. Listen to what Jesus says in John chapter 5, verse 19. Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself. Jesus God in the flesh could do nothing of himself. No wonder prayer was a priority for him because he could do nothing of himself. Now let me ask you a question. If Jesus could do nothing for himself, what makes you think you or I can? I mean, if Jesus Christ through prayer, sought God the Father for power, provision, provision, passion, and peace. How much more should you and I seek God through prayer? The problem is too many of us offer prayer like sailors use their pumps only when the ship spring springs a leak. Too many of us use prayer like a spare tire. Is only there when we have a flat. Now, somebody says, "Well, I don't worry. I don't worry God about the little things in my life." Ladies and gentlemen, can you think of anything in your life that is too big for God? I mean, we're talking about the God that flung the stars into the sky and heaped the mountains and kept the universe running. Jeremiah 33 and 3 says, call on to call to me and I'll answer you and show you the great and mighty things which you do not know. The problem is not unanswered prayers. It's unoffered prayers. I'll say it one more time. The problem is not unanswered prayers. It is unoffered prayers. And so, we'll want, and so how wonderful 
to see a uh, to see people come on a biweekly schedule and just learn how to pray. Again, God's word says, call to me and I'll answer and show you the great and mighty things which you do not know. We need to be more like the disciples that came to Jesus that day and asked him, Lord, teach us to pray. He didn't ask, Lord, they didn't ask, Lord, teach us to preach. He didn't ask, Lord, teach us to witness. They all know how to preach and witness if they learn how to pray. So God deliver us from preaching with no power. God deliver us from music with no passion. God deliver us from Sunday school lessons and small groups with no purpose. After the disciples saw Jesus often praying, they come to him saying, Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray. And in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, it says, Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. The first phrase of this model prayer or um, is, or the Lord's prayer, is our Father in heaven. Th this speaks of the Father factor in our prayers. When we truly grasp the fact that God is our Father, it'll create a desire within our hearts to worship and glorify Him. In other words, it is fitting that the very next phrase dealing with the idea of prayer is to reverence God in our worship and in our walk. The, the Bible uses the word hallowed. That this word means to render or acknowledge or uh, 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 to honor or to be separated from profane things or to be dedicated to God. There are other aspects that to this that that means that it was used to refer to things and to people who were considered holy. For instance, the vessel of worship used in the tabernacle or in you know, the temple were considered hallowed. The, the holies of holies in the tabernacle, the, the temple was the, uh, a hallowed place. The priests were hallowed. The firstborn male were, was hallowed. And, and many things in the Jewish life were set apart for God and were therefore hallowed or separated for him and for his use. However, here, we're not referring to people, places, or things. We're referring to God himself. He is said to be hallowed. This means that God is separated from sin and from the sinner. Hebrews 7 and 26 says, For it was indeed fitting that we should have such a high priest, holy, innocent, unstained, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. He is set apart and set far apart from the defilement of this world. He is declared to be twice holy God by the angelic host, which cried, holy, holy, holy. Since God is holy and set apart, 
He is worthy of our love, our devotion, and our worship. He alone deserves glory, power, and honor. In the book of Revelation, in Revelation 4 and 11, it says, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. In Revelation 5 and 12, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessings. And that is the message which these four words convey. They are designed to teach us to give glory to God in prayer. Why? Because God is our Father. And I and and you can rest in his presence. Isn't it wonderful to know that God is our Father? I I, I can pray confidently, you can pray confidently, confidently, knowing that God will hear and answer our prayers because He's holy. And I am to come into the presence with a reverent attitude. These four Small words in this section carry a big message. Hallowed be your name. Let, let's hear them speak. As we consider giving God glory in prayer. We ought to give God glory through our description of him. The phrase hallowed be thy name tells us something about the character of God. In fact, the the name of God reveals, revealed in the word of God, reveals his character to us. The only way we can know God is through the many names by which he has revealed himself to us. His name tells us who he is. And there's not significant time during this episode of Learn to Pray to really talk about the names of God. In the Old Testament, he was commonly known as Jehovah. This is a name by which he revealed himself to Moses on the Mount Sinai. And there we're told that he says, I am that I am. Yeah. Yeah. This word literally means I am that I am to I am to become I'm become who I want to become when I want to become it. It speaks of God as one who will whose will is supreme, whose purpose is certain and whose word is can never be altered. This word, uh, I am that I am, this great name took on many forms over the years as many factors and facets of God's creation and God's character is revealed to the people. He is Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Salom, Jehovah Raphi, and and on and on and on again, he is called by many names, but the greatest name of all is the name of Jesus. This is God who took upon himself the human flesh, was born into the world and died on the cross for sinners. And his name reveals who he is and what he does for his people. When we enter his presence in prayer, we are to take the time to worship him, to honor him, and to praise him for who he is. We are to lift our hearts, our souls, and our voices to the one who is God, 
to the one who loves us, to the one who saves us, to the one that keeps us, to the one that cares for us. We are to take the time to reverence him and honor his hallowed name. When we pray, we ought to give glory through our description of him. But then we, when we pray, we ought to give glory, give God glory through our decision for him. That when we come before the Lord in prayer, we face a decision. We can either focus our prayers around ourselves or we can center our thoughts on him. That phrase again, hallowed be thy, uh, hallowed be your name, expresses a desire on the part of the prayer to bow before the Lord in humble submission and in reverence. It expresses a desire to praise and to worship before the Lord. It demonstrates a desire on the part of the worshiper to honor and to love the, the Lord God. To hallow his name means to give him the first place in our thoughts, our affection, and our lives. It expresses a desire to honor him by our words and by, by our lives. It expresses a desire that he gives that, that he might be so honored by those who do not know him. We can learn about the reverence of God by looking at the Jewish practices in the past. The, the ancient Jews had uh, such reverence for the name of God that they would not even pronounce his name aloud. They, they created uh, the name Yahweh uh, from, from two of the Lord's names so they could talk about him without actually calling his name. But what, what an amazing honor and reverence to God that, 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 that even that, that we need to learn the same degree of reverence for hallowing uh, the name of God in our day. Far too many people are guilty of taking his precious name in vain. Every Christian are guilty. Every Christian is guilty of saying things like, oh Lord, or my God, or good God. We, 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 we've all done it but it is degrading to the Lord's name. And we are not hallowing his name by throwing his name around so casually. His name be hallowed, his name is hallowed, and it is to be treated with respect and reverence. Do you get the picture? Do, do you get the picture? His name is to be hallowed, and, and we must make the personal decision to do that when we pray. The same way no one can praise God for you, no one can hallow his name for you. You and I must learn to reverence and respect the holiness of his name so that we do not enter disrespectfully into his presence. To come before the throne of grace in some flippant, some juvial, uh, a juvenile manner in is to forget to whom we are speaking. When we pray, we are to address. We're addressing God Almighty. We, we are addressing the creator of all things. We, we, we're talking to the one whom is absolutely sovereign, uh, uh, infinitely holy, and gloriously beyond description. When we pray, we must come into the presence with, with a spirit of reverence and holy 
fear. When we when we pray, we must come before his presence with a desire to honor and to worship him. We we must come before him, him with a burning desire to lift his glorious name in praise. If if nothing else, if you don't remember anything else I say, if nothing else, remember this. If nothing else is done when you pray, you should first of all and above all learn to enter his presence to worship his name. After all, when you when you worship and you hallow his name, you are worshiping and hallowing God himself. We, we must pray. We, we must pray within the parameters of his will, never asking for anything that will dishonor his name. When we pray, we ought to give glory through our description. We, we ought to, when we pray, we ought to give glory through our decision for him. And, and then we miss, once we pray, we must give glory through our devotion to him. That's, that's prayer. Hallowed be your name. It speaks of who God is. It also expresses a desire on the part of the one praying to worship him for who he is and for what he's done. I, I think it is it is also a petition for help in, in living out his holiness in our daily lives. There, there's no greater disservice done to the great and hallowed name of God than uh, than what he's done that that than that done by those who claim to love and to worship him when their lives are less than they should be our desire your desire and my desire should be to live before the God, before the world in such a manner that they see Jesus revealed in us our very lives alter hollow his name. The only reason God left us here, the only reason God leaves us here after he saved us is so that we can hallow his name before the lost and dying world. He wants you and I to live lives that are so clean and so different from those in the world around us uh, that, that men are drawn to him for salvation by them examining and and being eyewitnesses of our lives. We should be able to write over every area of our lives an inscription that says, Hallowed be your name. We cannot write an inscription over an area of our lives, then that area of our lives must change and be brought under subjection to God's will. And all that I do, Everywhere I go, every activity I choose, every habit I form, every music, every every song that I choose, every movie that I decide to watch, every friend that I choose, whether it be in my body, my soul, or my mind, I must hollow his name. When I can't do that, then I can't pray like I should. When, when I can't do that, I, I can't. Uh, my witness is hindered. When I can't do that, I must make some radical changes in my life. If I'm going to, if I'm going to honor and hallow His name, when when believers walk in disobedience, when you and I walk in disobedience to the will of God, 
We are guilty of taking the name of the Lord in vain. Whoa, I don't know about you, but that was very, very heavy. But every now and then you need a little steak to chew on. Pastor G told us on today that we need to learn how to glory God in our description of Him, in our decision for Him, and in our devotion to Him. He said if there's one thing that we need to learn how to do or know how to do is to get into His presence and worship Him. But then he also hit us pretty hard when he told us that every area of our lives we should be able to write an inscription, Hallowed Be Thy Name. And if there's an area where we can't, the songs we sing, the places we go, the things we think, the things we say, then those areas need to change. What an amazing, amazing lesson on today in Learn to Pray. I don't know about you, but there's always room for improvement when it comes to this Christian journey. Right now, let's get back to Pastor G as he gives us his final remarks and closing prayer. Hallowed, remember this, hallowed be your name. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name is a prayer for God to be glorified by all that I am and in all that I do. First Corinthians, Paul writes in first Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. God's name is already holy. and We can't make it any more holy, holier. The only way we can hallow his name is through the life that we live. Is that the kind of prayer that you can honestly pray right now? You see that little phrase, hallowed be thy name, is a call for us to reverence the name of the Lord by honoring him for who he is respecting him and worshiping him when we pray and by living out his perfect will in our daily lives. I have one question for you today. How are you doing in the area of hallowing his name? How are you doing? How are you doing in the area of hallowing his name? If there's areas that need work, then I challenge you to take time to bow down before the Father and ask him to teach you how to hallow his name for his glory. Let me pray for you. Father, how grateful we are. How grateful we are to you that you are our Father. You reside in heaven. And Lord, we honor and we declare that your name is holy. We declare that there is no other name as powerful and as glorious and as holy 
as your name. Father, help us that when we pray, help us to come to you as our Heavenly Father and that we are, we have access to your throne room and when we come before you, that we can join the angels by saying holy, holy, holy. Father, we, we hallow your name in the way we live and how we talk and how we conduct ourselves. And Father, we pray that you will be able to use our lives as a billboard that when others see how we live and why we live, the way we live, that they will be inspired to get to know who you are. So Lord, today we lift our hearts, we lift our soul, we lift our voices. To who you are, the fact that you loved us and that you love us and that you've saved us and you're saving us and that you have kept us and you're keeping us and that you have cared for us and you are now still caring for us. Help us, Lord, to honor you. We honor you because you are absolute, absolutely sovereign. We honor you because you are infinitely holy. We honor you because you are glorious beyond description. We honor you today. We reverence you. Lord, we hold you in, high, in the highest esteem that we can. We ask, Lord, as we close this time out in prayer, as we're learning, seeking to learn how to pray. Place within us the desire to honor you and to worship you. Lord, place within us the burning desire to lift up your glorious name. And Father, if nothing else, is done when we pray. We ask that you would help us first, first of all and above all, help us to learn that when we enter your presence, we ought to bow at your feet and worship your majesty. Thank you now and we love you. And it's in Jesus' holy and precious name we pray. Amen and amen. All right. So many nuggets.